all right welcome to the very first episode of two fat guys talking flowers where you're gonna hear the good the bad the ugly about flowers very Th- good uh there you go that was a Thumbs hell of up. an intro boom, boom all right so we're start off today my name is mike black from jeff fresh flowers and we have fern the fern show fernando ortega from Jeff Rose Flowers. Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And we are here in Miami, Florida. And we're going to talk about everything and flowers everything. on the distribution side. And uh, we just had our name changed. Immediate, immediate change right away. Yeah. Didn't even give us an episode. Ryan changed our name. To two fat guys talking flowers. So, anyway. it's He didn't like it. It's because we came up with the name when he wasn't here. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I wholeheartedly believe that. No, no, no. That's not. That's incorrect. You guys chose the name two fat guys talking flowers before I even knew a podcast was coming. No, we chose the name two fat guys talking flowers drinking, drinking coffee. coffee. Correct. And you yes. turned off yes. the coffee because you said that's already been done by yeah, there's Jerry a comedian. Yeah, there's a comedian out there with a, with a TV show with that name. Yeah. But they were in cars. That's yeah. true. Yeah, they yeah. were definitely not. We're in the cone of silence. We're in the cone of silence. I'm, I gotta be real with neither one of you have coffee, so it could be two fat guys drinking it's water. 5 p.m. I mean, <laughs> if we're going to call it that, you got to be drinking coffee. I drink a lot of coffee throughout the day. It stays in my I've system. I've had enough coffee for the day. I'll just stick with water, but fuck it. Let's just keep moving here. You can still talk about What flowers. a day. What a day we had here great today. Day. We had uh, a great visit today. Yes, Farm Direct. We had Farm Direct of Holland here visiting us. They are phenomenal customers of Jeffress Growers. They have a shipment every week from Jeffress Growers. They're very loyal. But getting to know Willem today, um, he's special. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's special. He's got it. He's got it. He's, he's got he, the- he has just passed his first 10 years in business. <clears throat> and, you know, I think when you pass 10 years, man, you're home free. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. the mark. Yeah, because you already fucked up everything you could fuck up <laughs> in the first 10. Make all the mistakes. You learned all the lessons. Yeah. So once you pass the 10, like, I, I really think you're home free. And he's got a great staff. He's got, he's very aligned with how we do shit. Yeah, he is. He is. They're very aligned with that. And I thought that it's not typical to have a visit that lasts you know through the morning through lunch and then into the afternoon and just talking almost we almost went to dinner uh, yeah if he wasn't going <laughs> with his friends we for sure would have him for dinner yeah and then we also had deanna arrive from Keep the them. farm this morning you picked her up at the airport what yeah. time uh 6 45 so she was here in the office she flew all night all night she was exhausted she was like the walking dead yeah Poor girl yeah but she was uh I heard her on the phone today. She was, she was selling anyway. Yeah, no, relentless. But yeah, that far, we're going to see Willem and his team in two weeks. Me, Juanita, Melissa, and Deanna are going over. What a trip! Going across I'm the jealous. pond. Yeah. Well, we have some customers there, and then Juanita and Melissa are going to continue on and stay there for a few more weeks. They're going to visit customers in France, Italy. In the homeland of Hungary. Nice. Which is cool. I would like to go on that trip, but no time. No time. But yeah, that they are going to be spending like three weeks on the road. I was saying, how, how is Melissa going to carry all those bags? Yeah. When she went with, uh, when she came to Dallas for the show and we stayed for one week, I swear she had like five bags. Yeah, well, you have to accessorize. <laughs> <laughs> right so what else so what what were the highlights of the week so far fern besides having these great visits so yeah um the visit uh I, i'm excited to i haven't been in holland in like maybe two years three years i haven't traveled since the pandemic my first trip was to holland 
uh, to Ecuador three weeks ago, and then you went last week. What a trip to Ecuador, let me tell you. The farm's amazing. Getting to see everybody, talk face-to-face. Yeah. Um, it, it had been too long. Long overdue. What a great trip. Just the amazing changes. Yes. Amazing changes. And, you know, we showed... I showed Willem today um, the video of the lavadora that where they are um, doing the laundry. The laundry for the for the, for the employees. That's so awesome. And like, he was really touched by it. I mean, he was like almost tearing up over it because he's Ecuadorian. Yeah, he grew up there, so yeah. he knows their plight. He knows yeah. the problem. He's half Ecuadorian and half Dutch. So in the flower world, I don't think you can get any better. He's like flower, yeah, he's like flower royalty. Yeah, right flower now. royalty, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, no, he really like he said. He told me he says as an Ecuadorian, I just you know he was really touched by it, and I think that um, that's a really special thing to see. But it's touching. It's touching that we're able to do that for our yeah. employees. Yeah, and we did all this during the pandemic. Correct. So all the renovations you saw. The new bathrooms, the locker rooms, the showers. I mean, it was top-notch, yeah. top-notch. And Carlos did a great job. What a designer. Yeah. Oh, everything matches. Everything is rustic looking. But what's cool about it is like all that was done during the pandemic. Correct. All that was done in 2020, 2021. And in March 2020, we thought we might go out of business. Yeah, a couple of times. We didn't know what was going to happen, but we learned a lot from it. We learned a lot from this pandemic. I remember my my last trip right before the pandemic. It was actually to the farm. I went to the farm with Lily. Went to the farm with Lily, and coming back is when we started to see everybody wearing the mask and the face shields, and we're like, "What's going on?" Like we, you know, you heard about the pandemic, but you really didn't think. It would reach you or attack or you know be so severe and then that's when we started seeing the mass it was crazy yeah well everything <clears throat> changed at that that time yeah everything changed this whole crazy market that we've been trying to operate in for the past 20 24 months historical data no longer matters no no throw it out the window all of it what happened to fall autumn sorry autumn yeah there was no autumn this year for those of you listening we are forbidden to use the word fall yes it's autumn it's autumn yeah so autumn wasn't here this year we missed it why is it forbidden because fall sounds cheap oh it's just a preference fall sounds cheap fall is what everyone says so we want to say we want to be different we want to be different autumn 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 sounds a little bit more expensive and autumn is what you say up north too no it isn't yeah we use autumn in chicago chicago's not up north that's up north of course it is way out of the way no (laughs) up north is new york and it's we the, say fall. It's like the same height. It's just. I was going to say, Chicago's just as north yeah, as New York. No. It, yeah. It's Come on. higher on the map. I Come believe. on. Give such me a, a That's such a New Yorker comment. Such yeah, a well, New Yorker we comment. We have fall. F-A-W-L-L. Fall. Fall with your water. Yeah. So, yeah. we Fall never came. Again. I think everything goes right from Halloween to Christmas. Shoot. Just, it, that's how it is in the stores and that's the problem yeah you go to cvs it's here's your candy welcome to christmas yeah the new holiday is black friday that's the holiday that you care about now yeah it, everything's about black friday it's pre-black friday right now well it's my holiday so michael black friday michael black friday is a big deal for me here we will have a will we have a michael black friday right of course yeah we have to yeah, we'll have a Michael Black Friday. So our thing with the uh, with this podcast is, um, I don't know, we want to just bring a different kind of uh, kind of vibe to a different voice, the world of social media and all that shit, and we want to just have two guys 
two fat guys talking about the flower business and we're going to uh we're going to cover a whole bunch of things we're going to cover our new details project we're going to have hopefully we'll have uh Karin come join us call us or zoom in or whatever and be our guest to talk about our new details project uh we're going to talk about the preserve rose business and how that's interesting for people do-it-yourselfers and all the different creative things that you could do we got to get into uh the pallet the pallet situation we'll talk about transportation and pallets and air freight and all the problems the never-ending changes in it cost yeah. of air freight yeah we'll talk about all this we'll talk about a lot of funny things we'll talk about different people on social media so how often, Mike, did you used to travel before? Uh, I was on the road to Ecuador at least every five or six weeks. And then spot trips to different places. Guatemala. Guatemala, yeah. Um, that was, I think my last trip to Guatemala was the first helicopter ride. The helicopter, that I that's right. Yeah, I got, out of, I got out of the hotel. The grower picked me up drove me up this mountain and when they said they were going to take me in a helicopter i thought they were kidding <laughs> i thought it was a joke and um there it was there was a helicopter and it looked really small and i um, said i'll never fit in there <laughs> but he picked you up at the hotel in, in a, a helicopter. helicopter yes wow. the hotel has a helipad oh, that's up cool. on the hill and we went up the hill to the helipad and um I kind of started sweating a little bit because <laughs> it didn't look that big. But once you got in the helicopter, it was kind of it did have space for. It's like, like one of the ones that like the floor is almost glass, like you're seeing. Through. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, no, I mean it was. I was very nervous um, when he started the engine and the start hearing the helicopter like start to. Oof, oof, yeah, start oof. to go up and then. It was just a matter of just a couple seconds, and we were, like, really high up, just in a couple <laughs> seconds. I mean, it wasn't any time at all. Scary. Yeah, we were really high up. And the reason why they travel by helicopter, these agricultural companies, they, they be, well, at least these ones that have helicopters, um, he, he said we beat out about two hours of driving time. By wow. flying yeah, over from the mountain, having to go through yeah. the mountain. So we landed down. on his farm. We toured the farm. That was the Super Symbidium farm, and uh, which was brand new. It was really interesting. Um, they had also their Dutch partner there, who was uh, explaining all the varieties that they have and how unique it is. Because in Guatemala, the same variety of Symbidium mm -hmm. in Holland doesn't have the same color. Mm. It's different because they have more hours of light in Guatemala in Guatemala than they do in Holland, and it was. Um, and they're trying to find ways to have productivity year round with light. Wow! Yeah, so they're they're doing all kinds of experiments, and I'm going there again in a couple of weeks after I get back from Holland. I'm going there. And uh, hopefully I'll fly in that helicopter again. Oh, man. Jealous. And, yeah. Jealous and not really jealous. Because now I'm kind of looking forward to it. Before I was scared shit, but now I'm kind of looking forward to that ride. And if we do go, um, we will uh, uh, be able to see all the cool new things they've done in the past couple years. Because it's been a couple years since I've been there. And it, when you see a new modern farm. Yeah. Brand new, state-of-the-art farm. I mean, we're talking concrete walkways in between mm. the beds. We're talking about these people uh, spared no expense to develop. Those were glass greenhouses, right? No, no. no. It was a very, they were explaining to me it was a very high-tech, I, I believe it was Japanese or Chinese plastic. Okay. That has a certain kind of UV filtration. And it was really like high-tech plastic, yeah, expensive plastic, end. expensive stuff. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But those guys uh, um, 
really invested a lot of money and time into those flowers. And you could see it from the quality. And you do. And the grade, the way they grade is they, they guarantee you one more flower than the Dutch. So, for example, Dutch will be 8 to 11. They're 9 to 12. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll get at least that many. It won't be exactly 9 to 12. It'll be way more in some cases. Really, no, they're, and the flowers are bigger. The stems are thicker. Good bang for the buck. Good bang for the buck. So yeah, I, I, I'll be traveling back to these places. I'm going going to see our suppliers, and uh, you're going to be going to see our customers. And maybe we'll do some more lovings and other traveling. Stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. You get to go through Europe now, and you're going to see some of our customers over there. Yeah, it's awesome. All the customers we have now around the world from the farm. Yeah. We have like four or five or so, maybe more in in just in Holland. And then we have Italy, France, UK, Hungary. The um, there's some others. I just, I'm just a little tongue-tied. There's just some others. We have in the Orient. We got Indonesia. We have China, China, China. The China China market loves the hippie psychedelic roses. They love them. They have they have they created some of their own. They too. create their own. Yeah, they send us the the the, the <laughs> color patterns. That. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's really cool to have uh, our brand in Europe, in Russia, in Ukraine, in the Orient. Yeah, that's really... And never to, did we think we'd get... I mean, God. No, of course not. How could we ever? And you know what else is cool is that... We are... So, like, great buyers, and there are great buyers out there. Mm -hmm. Great companies that are only handling quality farms. You know that story I always say that you got to kiss all the frogs to find the princess? Correct. Right? So, like... Customers like Willem that was here today, he's already done that. He's been in business 10 years. He knows who has a shitty farm and who has a good farm. He knows who has good flowers and who don't. Yeah. He knows who's going to be loyal and who's not. He's, you know, he's going to know. That's a game changer. Yeah, well, he knows. Know. I mean, once you, once you, I mean, after 10 years, you, you're you going to know. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is, like, all these farms get purchased and acquired and they cut Miami out, but they keep Europe going. You know? That's where the money's at. Money's I guess. In Europe. I guess. But I think it's really cool that our name brand is on the same offerings as some of the best, most famous farm brands out there. And just as a small little boutique farm to be even in that mix is pretty cool. I so think. when you started Jet Fresh, when you really when you began and you started running, what were your aspirations for the company? You didn't think we'd get this big, did you? Is this was this the direction you always wanted to head towards? No, no, I, huh? I, we didn't have no plan. <laughs> no plan. No, I was trying to make some bucks. I have five kids in my house. I was trying to make some money. I still don't know how you fed those guys. Yeah, well, they're small kids. Hard work, man. Just, you know, <laughs> but uh, when. When we started, uh, when I started, I was buying a few boxes and selling a few boxes here in town. You know, it was times have changed. Yeah, times have changed, but uh, we'll never be big. I don't want to be big. No, bigger big, ain't better. Bigger ain't better. We I don't want to have a big company. I like to have a boutique kind of company, but I want to have a company where our customers can count on us. You know, let someone else fuck up. And then call us, and we'll be the heroes. We'll we be ain't the firemen. Be, we won't be as cheap, but we'll fix your problem. Hopefully, you know we don't want to be the creator of problems. And I feel like all these big, giant farms promise the world when it counts the most, and let their customers down. Not always, not always, but more often than they should. More often than it should. I mean, I, you can't say that these farms are letting their customers down. They wouldn't be so big if they did. But I'll tell you that a lot of the customers we have, we got them because someone else didn't do their job. Yeah, yeah. So I think that 
let them grow let them be big we our farm is 10 hectares we built out we don't have another square meter to build another <laughs> right. greenhouse so we went, we've gone as far as we're going to go on that land on that property and um I'd rather just stay the way we are because I think in 2023, this uh, tsunami of business is going to kind of like fade away. Yeah? Yeah. Weddings should be caught up. Weddings will be caught up. Everyone who's expanded greenhouses will be full producing. And the expansions are big. Yeah. Really big expansions. It's going to be a lot of flowers. It's going to be a flooded market. It'll be be a dump market like it was in 2019 that's the prediction 2019 there'll be a lot of extra product in the market with not enough buyers yeah yeah back to where we were yeah pre-pandemic pre-pandemic well only because of all the overproduction that there's going to be that there's going to be there's going to be too much supply yeah I mean, we we increased our production three hectares when we did that because we had a three-year plan anyway, but we decided to speed that up because of the costs rising. And the costs are rising quickly. All the costs over there. All the costs. You can't even buy fucking cardboard boxes. No. You can't buy plastic. You can't buy so many things. And if you do, you're going to pay a lot of extra money. A lot of extra money. That you, supply should catch up around that time too, right? You would think that all the containers. I don't are know. Caught up. I, well, I'll tell you. Once the sea containers catch up and they get the, all these ships unloaded, all these cargo planes are going to be looking for something to do. <laughs> you know, all the cargo planes will be back to uh, back to uh, competitive marketplace because right now you can't negotiate. You can't say, oh, well, if you don't give me a better price, I'm going to check somewhere else. you got to kind of like stay where you are. Because you can it, do that, but nobody has space for you. No, There's because no they, space. No, because these cargo airlines, they rate you. They rate you on your volume. So if you have 200 boxes to ship and your average, according to them, is 97 boxes... You only ship in 97 boxes. Yeah, the one the rest, three stay there. The rest is charter flight rate, which is way more. So even if you catch a deal on the market and you want to get it out, it ain't a deal anymore because you overpaid for the freight. Yeah, no fun. No, no fun. And I, I would assume that I'm not the only one in Miami who feels this way, that Speculating is way more difficult at these rates. Not just difficult, it's dangerous. 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 Yeah. Speculating is really tough. And three or four days in transport is normal now. That's the, yeah, that's the new norm. We used to freak out. We used to say, oh my God, flowers are taking three days to get here. They're going to be dead. Yeah. We lost Nobody wants them. Yeah that ain't the case that's the normal the new normal now and a lot of people are shipping by sea container shh don't Don't tell anyone shh (laughs) what about that guy what about that guy a couple years ago when we were selling to that big supermarket in New Jersey and the guy said to us how dare you even suggest I put my carnations on a sea container. How dare you suggest that? Don't ever bring that up to me again. Ever. Ever. That's absurd. Nobody's ever done that. No one can do that. No one will do that. And I'm saying to myself, who the fuck is this kid think he's talking to? Is he even still in his position? I don't know. I don't know. We terminated that customer, so I don't know. No supermarkets. No more supermarkets. No, none of that. No. Stay away from those guys. No. No. If you want to lose money quick as a middleman, sell supermarkets. Yes. Sell talk your about, soul. Talk about disloyalty. Doesn't matter. You could kill yourself for 10 years. Five cents. See you later. Yeah. Or the buyer changes. 
Again. Again. And you have no value. Who are you? Ten years where? What? Never heard of you before. Yeah. Doesn't matter. What trade show? You must bend the knee. Bend the knee to the buyer. Yeah. Your your, your POs are down 90%, but we want you to participate in our show. Make sure you pay. Make sure you pay pay us. Send us the check. Forget it. Not happy with those. Why'd you get me started with that? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> it just came out. A, I made so many good friends over the years selling to supermarkets because I sold them for a long time. But Times change. The whole industry has changed. Yeah. Not just because of the pandemic, you know? The younger blood is a, it's a different breed. Yeah. Everything's changed. What about the trucks? All that stuff with the trucks. The rules. All hear the rules. Ye, hear ye, hear ye. Let me read you my scroll of rules. Lots of rules. I don't think the customers in the north realize how much effort Miami import distributors and logistics companies have to put into delivering their boxes to their car to their to their trucking company no they truly have no idea all the work that we have to do they separate don't. by state pallet customers separated you know i mean it all makes sense to me i think that these trucking companies are having the same struggles that we are and that they need to they need to uh be efficient. stay profitable yeah. and be efficient and, and, and when you can't find drivers because they can't find any drivers they need to optimize the trucks and they need to, you know, fill those trucks the best they can and get them out of get them out and get them back again so they can load again. They they put a lot of them to work. A lot of customers have to go out now and uh they have to unload themselves. Yeah, they're, tu- no touch. they're touchless loads. Touchless loads. Touchless and loads. Flowers. Yeah. When we were at uh in Detroit at the Lovin, they had a truck come in and they had to call a guy who was already home to come down to unload the truck and I had to go to the bathroom and the bathroom was out in the back where they were unloading the truck Mm -hmm. and the driver just sat there on his cell phone while this other guy was pulling off the jack with a pallet jack pulling the pallets off the truck so that was during the day but I'm assuming a lot of that happens in the middle of the night I had a customer that told me that his truck shows up anywhere between 3am and 8am sunday and he he has to be there if the driver waits more than an hour he gets charged every hour yeah. until he's there to well that's not well that's because probably they're using the the truck is probably being charged it's for a that. S- contractor right they yeah. contract these out now yeah a lot of these are like yeah they have to overpay these drivers and these drivers are you know they used to unload the trucks but you know the new normal is for them to not even have to do anything i was talking to you a ups guy yesterday and i said hey i haven't seen you in a long time where you been he goes oh man i've been busy i said did they give you any helper for christmas and he said no i'm not getting one but i'm moving up into the trailers Mm, nice and i was like oh you got your 20 years in and he goes yeah after 20 years you don't have to drive the ups delivery truck anymore now you could just do one-way trip with a full load one way and then pick up a full load and come back without touching a box nice god what a life change for the guy but he told me he said they just changed the rules it's not 20 years and more anymore they're doing it much less years because they don't have no drivers people aren't waiting 20 years no no ups driver was one of the best jobs you can get you know, I, 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 that was a real good growth job where you can. You they know. make you work a few years before you're a driver, right? I don't think they just I hire straight I worked one summer. Uh, no, I worked one Christmas at UPS um, um, sorting and loading trucks, just, you know, throwing boxes in trucks and sorting. That was before they had any kind of scanning. You know, I was a kid. (laughs) 
kicking people's you boxes. You had to read the labels. <laughs> you had to actually read them. No scanning. But yeah. So that good for him, man. You know? Yeah. But he's not alone. There's so many drivers that say, why would I want to hump boxes when I could just drive the truck? And that's the market. That's the market. That's what these trucking companies got to compete with. So, you know, they got to survive, too. Plus the shortage of labor in the warehouse. Everyone's got it. Everyone's got shortage labor. We have finally, after months of trying, we have pretty much every position filled in our warehouse. I know. It took forever. took forever. took forever. Very stressful. It took forever, and it takes a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. That's not a minimum wage job anymore. Well, That's, almost no job. There, I mean, minimum wage is like nothing. You gotta. People have to overcompensate in almost every industry, every position. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm all for it, but I don't think it's gonna stay like that. I think it's gonna. No, when the. I think it's gonna get a little difficult down the road. Eventually, it'll get difficult. People have to do more with less, and then. Goods will start sitting around. Stuff will start sitting around. There won't be that much of a need. Yeah, because there'll be an over. There's eventually a, there's going to be an oversupply and everything. Yeah, it can't just be only in flowers. So you just had a little road trip with uh, Tina. Yeah, me and the great you Tina. Went a little overnighter. A little overnighter. Left on Monday. Worked all day Tuesday. Back home uh, Tuesday night. I love that. Love those easy work trips, right? Um, we're lucky we were able to see some customers here in Tampa. Um, similar situations, you know. You go visit one customer, and they're they're having challenges with employees. They are short drivers. The manager is, you know, selling in the morning, packing, prepping orders, and also delivering. You know, office lady is uh, receiving bills and going to the bank and also doing deliveries. You know, it's tough. It's tough out there. People are having challenges. Uh, with you know with employees it's tough to get employees and business is at an all-time high nobody knows what to say about it how how many places did you uh, stop at we were able to stop at three customers three customers uh spent a good time showing off uh some stuff we were able to talk uh hippie roses with one of our customers you know who loves it all in they got to see the hippies um they brought them in they shipped them on their truck process them we're able to go in and see how they come in <clears throat> see how they come in and uh we're able to we're able to go ahead and uh help them unwrap the roses and show off you know the uniqueness of the hippies because it's not just what you see on the top you know once you unwrap them you see the dimensions you see how big the flowers are you see the colors underneath and how they start to open it shows it's a different look so let me ask you I don't get it. There are huge farms painting roses. Huge. They're all coming up with new types of painted roses. And they are have the capacity to do tens of thousands of them per day. Maybe, let me say thousands and thousands per day instead of tens of thousands, but thousands and thousands a day. 30, 40, 50 people working in these painting operations. But we can do far less. We have five people doing our painting. Mm -hmm. We don't want more. We are getting more and more demand on the brand hippie psychedelic roses compared to these ginormous ginormous farms that use hip, use their painted roses as like a side business it's like a stepchild to them but it's important to them because they they i think that these painted roses they've been around forever yes Hippie psychedelic, we didn't, hippie psychedelic roses didn't reinvent the wheel. Right. We just took a different path. 
But do you think like there's now like it's a thing where people are accepting the painted roses more than they did before? Painted roses in the market right now have never been more accepted. Color enhanced. If you want to use the word dyed Well, or we call them color enhanced. Yeah. Um, Some people call them dyed. Dyed, painted, tinted. Painted, tinted. Tinted. Whatever it may be. But yes, we didn't, re- we didn't uh, invent the wheel. It's been going on forever. But we took a different path with it. We took an artistic path. We took a think outside the box path. Yeah. And we don't sacrifice quality. We, right. We can produce only so many. So is it a bad thing that we're turning away orders and giving it to the competition because we don't want to overproduce? Or Customers that are buying hippie psychedelic roses buy in other co- farms, and it's, it's, it's night and day. Well, you said you saw some. I did. I did. I got to see a competitor's and the rose. No, but take your Jet Fresh hat off for a minute. I mean, was it really that different? It was not the same. It didn't open the same. It didn't have the same characteristics. And it had a terrible name. Branding. Branding. Branding's a big part. I believe that for sure. Branding. I believe that that some some customers have told me that their customers called them asking for some hippie roses. We we get inquiries coming in from customers off the web specifically looking for hippie roses. So they write, I want I am interested in hippie roses. Yes. Yes, not, not roses, not painted roses, painted, not color enhanced, not even I want some natural, some blue colored roses. No, no, no. I want hippie roses. Yeah. Specifically. That's cool, man. That's great. That's really great. cool. But we have some people out there knocking our shit off. Like we create new designs. Yeah. And they copy them. And it's it's so social media can be be good for you and bad for you. It's supposed to be flattering. According to Ryan, it's flattering. According to me, it sucks. (laughs) According to me, it sucks. But yeah, but yeah, I. I, So these these all three customers they 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 they're into that, into the hippies. Yeah. Um, No, one customer uh, she wasn't into it at all. Hmm. She's an old school gal. She likes her natural roses. And that's now up to Tina to break that paradigm. Paradigm. Yeah, you got to break the mindset. A lot of old schoolers have that mindset that tinted roses are only for the grocery store or they're cheap. And that's because at most farms you have 30, 40, 50 people tinting it. Well, hold on a second. We read in Florist of Facebook uh, uh, all these... People going to the supermarket to buy their roses because their wholesaler are too expensive or they don't have what the supermarket has. You know. So well, why are they just for the supermarket? That makes no sense. They're going to the supermarket. They're going those. and picking up. But that's uh, the new. That's part of new COVID. Things that changed. You can't get a quicksand, but you can find them at Trader Joe's. You know, can we talk about these... The florists, uh, I think it was especially during the shortage. Yeah, it was mainly during the shortage. During the shortage, they were they were slamming their wholesalers, saying, my wholesaler can't get this and can't get that or wants to violate me with prices and I could just drive down to Trader Joe's and I could buy them two dozen for $25 or whatever it is. Ridiculously low prices. And these... People that were talking about that on the floors of Facebook, they probably did go and pro- probably found probably it. Probably did. But, but what they don't realize is around that time, shit, around that time, these big supermarket groups were going around buying, gobbling up any farm they can find. I'm assuming they made commitments, right? You made commitments a year ago. Didn't know what's going to happen during right. COVID, and you know you got to come through with your commitments. Right, but if you buy customer. a farm, if you buy a farm that has quicksand and Sahara on it, in a shortage, you're going to ship them. 
to the supermarket. Yeah. Way before the wholesaler. Yeah, that's the commitment you got to keep, right? Yeah, because if you short the wholesaler a few hundred stems, I mean, the wholesaler is still going to buy from you. If you short the supermarket a couple trail loads of flowers, you'll never get another order in your life. You'll never see another PO until forever. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I kind of like... I, I kind of like want to stick up for those wholesalers because it's not their fault. They, they, the, these wholesalers, the ones I've been talking to, the ones that I know, have been killing themselves, working crazy hours, trying to make sure that their customers get what they need. Short staffed, uh, short people, you know. But it, it's, it's kind of part of uh, the customers are spoiled. For how long? They were spoiled. For how long could the wholesaler snap his fingers and make a thousand Saharas appear, appear whenever? Right. Especially when 10 of his suppliers just got acquired and maybe they buy from him still or maybe not. Like the ones, all the farms that 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 we were doing business with, the next morning shut us off. Standing orders or not. It doesn't matter. We had huge standing orders for 10 years. Sorry. Sold the farm. Have a nice day. Violated. Violated. And, you know, we had to do what we had to do to fill our orders. We had to buy and pay double, whatever it took. We did it. And we had to try and find a way to replace that supply. And we still haven't completely replace that supply no it'll take some time right so imagine if you're you're you know xyz wholesaler and you know you've been doing business with a farm for a gazillion years and that farm only got sold to a company that only sells to supermarkets that wholesaler lost that supplier yeah regardless of how many years he did business with them regardless of what the relationship is with the sales guys the sales manager whoever just in one in a matter of a day so he had to go out and find so everyone had to go out and find new supply at the same time everyone everyone was finding new supply everyone and so that created even more of a shortage well the, and because those other thousand saharas that were grown in another farm had to be divvied up between 50 people correct who do you sell it to the big conundrum so yeah so, but any farm that grows those varieties, those demanded varieties, those expensive varieties, they're very low producing varieties. They're not attractive for the supermarket business at all. For the supermarket growing business. So, if you were a company that bought a farm that only caters to supermarkets, why would you want to grow a variety? That grows maybe 0.5 blooms per square per plant (laughs) per month when you can find another variety that will give you 1.2 or 1.3 flowers. See what I mean? With growing, I have learned it's all about how many flowers you can produce per square meter. To be profitable. To be profitable. Yeah. Yeah, no, those aren't those aren't profitable flowers for no, those customers. No, you know, it was so just ten dollar quicksands at Trader Joe's. Uh, nobody made any money. No, no, no. They lost Trader money. Joe's made money. They're the only ones. They probably made three dollars. Yeah, <laughs> really, they probably made three dollars. Probably. I saw on Publix the other day they have dozen roses right now. Buy one get one free. Wow. Ten dollars. Well, Buy there's one. a little oversupply right now. That makes sense. Someone someone got an ad. Yeah, but see, these promotions that are done in these supermarkets, they're not like next week deals. They are made in advance. Hmm. I would assume that maybe Publix or one of these big supermarket chains, they have a deal with their supplier when the supplier has a heavy flush that maybe they can call and say, hey, let's put a let's, let's put, put a spot ad. deal let's out put there. A spot for them on. Yeah, but... Any of those farms that were delivering quicksands and Saharas and these crazy varieties that are almost impossible to find uh, will not be producing them very long. They no, will that's be. all going to go out of the market. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they sell to wholesalers and supermarkets, they'll keep them. 
But if it's just a supermarket, I can't see how that could work. No, none of those. That makes no financial sense. Varieties. It makes no financial sense. So, for all you florists uh, that were bitching Fashion. about your wholesaler not being able to come up with the goods, I'm here to tell you, go give them a hug. You need those guys. Go give them a hug. They are they are irreplaceable, and they are working way harder than that clerk at Trader Joe's is working to yeah. make sure you get what you need when you need it. I will tell you. It, it kind of disappoints me that some event companies or retailers or whatever they were are that short-minded that they actually think that the wholesaler uh, would not provide them with what they need at because the prices were high or whatever the reason was. It's no, just, it's unfair, and, and they have to realize they've never been busier. They're booked right. out. They're right. booked out for the year. They're booked out all of next year. Right. They can't get into a venue. They got a weddings every weekend, two, three, you know, depending on the size of the company yeah. every weekend. Yeah. Yet they expect an unrealistic amount of flowers. Like if someone can, like I would, like I joke that we have a magical flower machine that not only spits out flowers when you want it, it spits them out in the perfect shade for you. Yeah. At the exact time you want exact it. exact time. It's hidden in the back. Yeah. Don't tell nobody. Wake up, people. (laughs) Wake up, people. This business is all about weather, cold, hot, rain, hail, wind. Nothing's predictable. Nothing's predictable. Ecuador's had more rain this last few months than they've ever had. It's been really challenging with the weather. Um, Many farms are producing more not exportable stems because of the weather so even if you have a busy farm a big farm you might not be able to get all the flowers out yeah people don't understand they don't know what a national rose is no that's what bothers me because you know and i sit down and read this the 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 facebook and the information there's a lot of cool stuff and things you can learn from it but there's also the people that are just saying ridiculous things as if they had zero experience in the flower business and they're and if you have zero experience what right do you have what right do you have to just assume that your wholesaler is just out to fuck you people just want to be internet bullies they go on the internet and they complain about something no but they had a legit gripe i could see it but at the same time i mean you got to know who your wholesaler is you got to know who your supplier is you got to know that that person is busting his ass her ass, whoever. I've never seen a wholesale florist that was lazy. No, no, I've not never one. seen it. Not one. Forty-two years, I've yet to see a lazy person. And if you're lazy in a wholesale house, shit. If you're lazy in a retail house, your 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 time is limited. Doomed. Your time is limited. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're a clock watcher and you don't get up early in the morning and show up on time, you know. If you don't want to work those Saturdays and Sundays or whenever in the holidays, you're doomed. You're doomed. So whoever's listening out there, we might have like three listeners, but whoever's listening out there, let me tell you. Thank go, you for listening. Yeah, thank you. For, <laughs> go as soon as you can and give your supplier a hug. Thank them. Thank them because. Bake them some cookies. Yeah. Yeah. You see, and that's the purpose of this podcast. We're going to bring this stuff to the light. I want cookies. Yes, that's the purpose of the podcast. They get cookies. But this is the purpose. Not enough information is out there. Or you, you maybe it's filtered to the wholesaler. And you know how the game of telephone goes. You know, the importer tells the wholesaler. The wholesaler tells the retailer. By the time it gets to the common consumer, you know, it's a whole different story. Yeah, but pre-pandemic, if you tried to talk to a wholesale chain or a wholesaler independent whatever pretty much the standard answer would be oh no i'm sorry i don't buy in miami no (laughs) i buy direct miami has never been more relevant yeah i agree with that i agree with that completely and 
That's why I say, in a crazy, sick, twisted way, the pandemic has been great for the flower business. Pandemic has saved companies. Yes. From going out of business. The ones that closed were on their way out. There's there's no ifs ands or buts. They they were on their way out. Yeah, but there was a lot of all kinds of different kinds of companies that was on the bubble pre-pandemic. And although the first part of the pandemic was a real big blow to put you down on your knees, shortly after that if you were able to pick yourself up and if your state allowed you to reopen to work and, and to- operate as soon as you could because it was unfair some states were really unfair to some companies they wouldn't let them reopen even though in other company in other states flowers was deemed essential but in some states it wasn't so those companies got a really unfair deal yeah they couldn't take advantage soon enough of the surge of demand for flowers and nobody saw it coming nobody saw it coming especially the growers the growers were all like in panic mode scaling back and cutting back and eradicating and just you know pinching the entire farm so whatever they were doing anything they could to not not bleed money not bleed money it was money. a scary time so the bigger you were the bigger your problem was but i will tell you that i everybody i know has made that money back and then some. Good. Good. And it saved the industry. It saved a lot of retail florists. Oh, the retail for florists sure. probably needed it more than anything. For sure. The retail florist phones never rang. Those FTD orders never spit out. What is that called? Well, the Mercury well, machine? Funny we talk about FTD orders, right? So pre pandemic 2019, when there's an oversupply, they were dependent on those ftd orders or those telefloor orders or those 800 flower orders they were dependent they needed those orders they had to pay the vig they had to you know pennies on the dollar versus what they get for their their work they had to do it they had no choice when the pandemic happened people started calling the florist directly going to the floor from their websites. websites yes yeah started going to the websites and they weren't using Telefloor or FTD or 1-800-Flowers as much. And it helped the florist. And now they're able to get more business. I was talking to one the other day, and they were like, Man, I'm still down to Telefloor. That's going to be my last one. And I think after Valentine's Day, I'm out. Well, those guys are like, uh, they take a piece of your business. Yeah big piece but there are those that have like these like distribution centers or like have these big contracts like they take they get all the they get all the good ones and all the big ones yeah yeah they get all the all the they get the 1999 roses delivered is what they farm out and then the high ticket if they could send it in a box i guess they send it in a box and leave it on your doorstep i think it's the shittiest way to sell flowers terrible i hate that whole concept well, it's a terrible model for the end consumer. You get half dead flowers and a right. DIY kit, and yeah. maybe they live, maybe they don't. Yeah, but nobody complains because they're so happy that somebody sent them some flowers. So nobody, you nobody know, nobody says no. Nobody calls. Oh, thank you for the flowers, my son. They're so beautiful. I love them. <laughs> Meanwhile, they were dead, <laughs> petrified, hanging over, but. She was so glad that her son sent her flowers. That she didn't say a word. She didn't complain. I wonder how many times they opened the box and the flowers were trash. Too many times. They they just throw them out and said, well, he's such a good boy. Too many times. You You ever feel the floor of a FedEx truck? It's on fire. Here in Florida, you can fry a fucking egg on the floor of a FedEx truck. So imagine in the middle of winter in Idaho. Freeze your flowers. Yeah. Oh no, they were beautiful. Thank you. I love you. The flowers Thank were amazing. Thank you for amazing. thinking of me. Thank you for thinking of me. These flowers are just breathtaking. Meanwhile, she comes to the phone. That cheap bastard got me these. <laughs> got me these. Got me these flowers in a goddamn box. Let me tell you something. Nothing is more classy, Vern. And I say this all the time. Nothing is more classy 
than a professional, arranged, bouquet, delivered by a professional delivery person, or even an Uber driver. Yeah. Nothing is more special than that knock on the door. And someone hands you a bouquet. Somebody hands it to you. There are some companies I know that do that with a, like a guy with a tuxedo, with nice. white gloves. Good, good gimmick. I like that. Yeah. It's fancy. It's classy. It's classy, and it doesn't cost any real extra. And I, so these delivery in a box, if somebody sent me a bouquet of flowers in a box, I would not. I would not not complain. I would complain for sure. <laughs> I would complain for sure. You complain? No. Never. Somebody sent me one time like uh, an Omaha Steaks thing. Mm-hmm. Not only did that steak suck, but half the things that were supposed to be in the box, I don't think were in the box. Mm. It was like empty. Was it? No, it wasn't Omaha Steaks. It was... The delivery guy got a piece. No, it was... Uh, it was uh, one of those other kind of companies. It was a couple years ago. I don't remember exactly. But I remember it wasn't as good as what you would think in the brand. Hmm. You know what I mean? I like to have, when I send something, I want somebody to deliver it personally. I don't want to have a box left at the door sometimes they don't even deliver it sometimes they throw it over your freaking fence they just <laughs> throw it at you i like getting the cheesesteaks delivered i won't complain on oh that, that was great it's a cheesesteak when you sent me and mommy the cheesesteaks and when we were up in new york that was a good one that was good we got cheesesteaks i think four I think yeah. you sent me four. We had I sent you four, and I, I ordered 12 for the office here. The guy oh, did you? Up. Yeah. Yeah. Matt used to uh, hook it up. Matt used to send us down a couple coolers full of cheesesteaks back in the day. Last time I went to Philadelphia with Connor, we bought cheesesteaks at like 5 in the morning on the way to the airport. <laughs> we sent Jimmy... On a company trip to Philly. Yeah. Didn't bring any back. We told him to. He didn't think he could. He didn't bring any Why back. does he still work here? And we sent Olga. I don't know how either one has a job. That's terrible. We sent both of them. Olga. Well, we got a little cooler, and we put the cheesesteaks in the little cooler. I think we got like a dozen of them. We stopped by Walmart, 24-hour Walmart. We bought a little cooler. And they let you through in airport security? No issue? They let us through security, but when we were waiting to get on the plane, they made the announcement... We have a full flight today, and you are only permitted with one carry-on and one personal item, blah, 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 blah. And I said, we had had both had one carry-on and one personal item. And the cheesesteaks. And the (laughs) cheesesteaks. So I said, Connor, you stand in front of me, and I'll put the cooler, like, right in between us, and we'll get our ticket scanned and just get on the plane. And we got, like, through the scan and halfway down the gangway when the lady said, Sir, excuse me, sir. (laughs) I was like... She chased you down. She wanted a cheesesteak. Yeah. I said, you talking to me? And she says, yeah, uh, you're not allowed to have an extra bag. And I said, listen, I'm on a mission from God. (laughs) She goes, what do you mean? I said, in this bag is 12 Gino's cheesesteaks for my friends and family in Miami and I must deliver these cheesesteaks and she said to me with a really straight face she goes okay just don't let anyone see it <laughs> yeah she understood yeah, she so respected the cheesesteak hustle she respected hustle. because she was from Philly man she was proud that her cheesesteaks were going to that's Miami that's right that's Damn right. right so look friend we, we, we talked a long time we had a very nice conversation here on our very first uh episode episode of two fat guys drinking Talk. coffee sp- no no two oh. fat guys talking flowers two fat guys talking flowers the good the bad the ugly of the flower business good the bad the ugly of the flower business and uh this is the first one we drink coffee sometimes too they're or only going to get better from here i really enjoy actually sitting here talking to you me too it's good and times. uh i really uh, i'm excited 
for the next couple of ones we're going to do. I think we're going to really uh, get some good information out there. And um, we'll have some guests. Stay tuned, guys. We're going to give it to you straight. Yeah. And if anyone wants to call us, talk about the flower business. Join us. Give us a call. You can always email us at sales at jefffreshflowers.com. <laughs> All right. We'll be back at you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening.